0: I love podcasting from different venues and today I am at one of my happy places and I keep talking about my happy places but there are many and this is a very special one to me. Um, I've been coming here for more than 20 years, I was here the other day celebrating, what was it? 20, 20, 20th birthday celebration the 20, 20th birthday celebration and the voice you just heard is the owner of beer Fussel, sean wakeford who has been
1: here for many many years hey sean when did you start here at beer Fassel? Uh 1999 so, so yeah, april was our 20th anniversary
0: here yeah. wonderful and and i came out with the family to celebrate with you and,
1: and you had a wonderful birthday party here in the garden we did, and the weather was kind, the bands were playing, the beer was flowing, and Dep- our suppliers got on board and supported us, and it was a fantastic weekend.
0: Yeah, and uh, Sean is one of those guys that has walked a long walk with me, for nearly 20, 25 years, because we met when Sean was the manager at one of my other favorite haunts in those days, and that was in Hilton. At the Crossways Hotel. Crossways, that's correct. Um, I was the Bavaria beer salesman, and Sean was my best customer. Um, not as in him drinking most of my beer, but he certainly sold more than most other people in, in KZN. Sean, can you remember, um, you must have sold five, six kegs a week of 50-litre of draft uh, kegs.
1: That was just the Bavaria light. That was just the
0: light. <laughs> Um, Where where does your story start? You're a trained... um
1: I've basically worked in this industry all my life, never done anything else. Okay. uh, um, In hotel management, food and beverage, takeaways, I've been through it all. Yeah. And uh, eventually got the opportunity to go on my own, take my own risks. And uh, I think a risk it was, but... It's certainly given me 20 years of happiness and um, being, being allowed to be innovative, yeah. do my own thing, take my own chances. Yeah, but I've loved every minute of it. But
0: I mean, I could see already when you were at Crossways that you, you, had, you had a different way of doing things and maybe you didn't notice it, but I think that's why Crossways was so successful.
1: Well, maybe i just call it stubbornness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what made Crossway so special? It wasn't the log fire, it was just everything. The atmosphere was amazing. Um, you always had wonderful beers on tap.
1: Yes, and I think the fact of a standalone, uh, old-fashioned pub surviving in the wake of countless... Um, Franchises that were popping up all over the place, and uh even to this day, I think a uh, standalone pub traditional pub is is a very rare thing, yeah, and yeah, that makes it special, yeah yeah,
0: but you also tried different things I mean, you didn't just do the standard,
1: uh, yeah, we always try and be. Try and be a little bit different. I always believe that you need to offer something that people can't have at home. Otherwise, if they can have it at home, what's the point of going out? So people go out, they want to treat themselves. Yeah. yeah. So you need something special for them to, to treat themselves with. Yeah.
0: And tell us a little bit about the beer fossil. Um it's an Austrian-themed bar on the on the Rodens estate.
1: Yes, correct. Uh well-supported by tourists doing the Midlands Meander. Mm. And um, it's nice for them to stop in the, the, the Midlands Meander itself. They're experiencing something different and they're going to unique kind of places. And uh, when they stop for a bite to eat or something to drink, then I believe that experience should continue. Yeah. So they're coming in for something different and uh, seeing, tasting, experiencing things that they've never had before.
0: Yeah, um, just tell tell us a little bit about how uh, the fossil so started, even before your time. Um,
1: brainchild of Ken Schuter, who was a local but uh, spent a lot of time in Austria and the Alps working during working holidays and uh, he enthusiastically came back and said that the, the Midlands needs an Austrian tavern um similar to the places he'd worked at over there. And he came with the ideas and the advice and um got, got us all enthusiastic. And certainly is the type of thing that I enjoy, so I've really enjoyed taking over the reins from him and hopefully doing him proud in uh, in in realizing his dream.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, how do you, so what I like about this place is that it's, it's so unique and it's so stubborn. I mean, you're stubbornly unique yeah, I am. Um, and I think that makes it stand out and it makes it, I guess, difficult to copy and it makes it difficult to compete with you.
1: Yes, possibly, um, but then also sometimes I feel like I'm losing out when I see popular brands that are flying and I'm too stubborn to stock them. But yeah, it's again, it's it's got to. We we need to be a special destination because we are out in the middle of nowhere, and people do have to travel long distances to come to us, and there must be a reason for them to to come to us. Yeah. And what is that reason? The reason they're going to get a unique experience.
0: Yeah. So for me, it's it's always I don't know something draws me to the place, whether it's it's you or, or the place but I mean I'm also happy here even if you aren't here so.
1: <laughs> yeah well it's not, it's not all about me I've got a fantastic team of staff and <laughs> uh, they're the ones who are enthusiastic they're the ones who always got a smile welcoming, smile on their face yeah. and when I'm sitting in the back being grumpy uh, they are in the forefront and um, I'm also very hands on, I'm in the forefront as well and that's all part of the experience Mm. and
0: to get a place known i mean after 20 20 years we just assume everybody knows about the beer flussel but uh, it's a unique it's a unique venue on the road so people can see it as they drive past they can see the beer garden um is that enough
1: it's not enough, because uh, unless you actually happen to be in Nottingham Road, then you're not going to come across us. So um, We need to persuade people to come to Nottingham Road and come and find us and come and experience us. Yeah. So marketing is always a challenge. Very little foot traffic that we have to rely on. If, that one would get in a shopping center or in a city or a busy entertainment hub area um, I have to persuade people to come and seek me out.
0: Yeah, and, and to get it, supply, is it, I mean, we're fairly far from, from the main centers?
1: It has its challenges, there's a lot of special and unique products that are distributed by people who don't deliver out to our area or makes it difficult to run around collecting special items, but uh, overall we get good support from our distributors, and um, they you know, they, they provide us a good service, so that helps as well. Mm.
0: And you've also created a deli for takeaways. How did that start?
1: It started with the need to have a little retail section. There's always something that somebody enjoys in our restaurant, be it the salad dressing or the mustard they had with their ice Brian or um, something or other and people ask it uh, to take it home and I uh, always get the feeling well if you don't sell it to them they're going to pop it in their handbag anyway so um, that's how the idea started and it also makes a refreshing change it's quite fun going through catalogues and finding things that people that you think people would be interested in and it's always a big learning curve yeah, but it's just a fun little side sideline, so that if people have enjoyed something unique here, yeah, they can take uh, take something home to remind them of their day.
0: Yeah, give us give us some examples of what
1: what's available in the deli. We have quite a range of imported German goods, um, from different condiments, uh, pastas a few German beers. Um, On our local produce side, we do a lot of the local stuff of uh, jams and mustards, cold meats, our specialities, sausages, salamis. So it's a small little shop, but yeah, there's a wide variety of stuff in there. Mm. And for there's always something that will take people's interest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I find I love I love browsing through through delis, and whenever I see something anywhere, and I think of Sean, <laughs> then I quickly <laughs> put the two together and say, Yeah, he has a new customer for you. I think Sean would like to sell that. <laughs> yeah. um, Sean, That's for me, for me, this place always looks like a success. But um, there, there must have been a lot of challenges at the, along the way.
1: There have been a lot of challenges and um, most of those challenges are to do with being, being in a rural area. Um, staff have always been a big challenge, getting the right quality of staff uh, that, that, that live locally because there's not really a lot of housing available to, to bring staff from other areas. So we have to make do with the local Labor pool and uh choose the gems and train them, look after them um, and yeah there's always challenges with water electricity supply um, and but we yeah we also we're also blessed to be in a lovely area like this we don't uh, um, our crime rate isn't very high, so Certainly, I've come to love living in the country. Mm.
0: And I think people, when they're on holiday, and this seems like a touristy area, people are always open to, or they always want to eat and drink and, I guess, relax a bit.
1: They do. Um, And the challenge is to get people to spend a longer time in this area, instead of just an overnight passing trip. We need to create activities for people and an interest in the Midlands uh, that's going to make their whole visit to the area as a whole um, to be interesting and different.
0: Mm. The Midlands has always been known or was one of the pioneers in destination marketing with the creation of the Midlands Meander. And how, how does that work? Is it still very active?
1: They are active and uh, we try hard, but it is a struggle. There's more and more uh, destinations, and um, just as a smaller piece of the pie. And uh, the area has grown as well, so possibly in some areas a little bit oversaturated. And um, we just need to, yeah, we need to remind people how beautiful the Midlands is, and to do our part to keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But some of the, you know, we have certain stumbling blocks, we've got issues, our road system is starting to collapse and uh, nobody wants to spend the area traveling around their destination on shoddy roads, risk getting punctures and blowouts. Um, So yeah, we have to always have challenges to face, yeah.
0: yeah. And events? Do you guys do a lot of events that bring people to the area?
1: Not enough. We don't do enough. Um, Certainly a lot of individual places do their own events. But uh, another challenge is getting community together to everybody get involved in in doing one event that's going to benefit everybody instead of Individuals trying to do something to for themselves mm. rather do it for everybody
0: a lot of the tourists come here because I guess the schools attract a lot of parents to come to this
1: area. They do to an extent um, there certainly are wonderful schools in the area and uh Nottingham Road itself has become a bit of a residential boom because of those fantastic schools to send their kids to, but uh, there's also well organized uh, bus trips and things for the pupils, so you don't have to have the parents coming in every time, but there certainly are big school events as well that do draw a lot of people to the area. and. Uh, Mostly, certainly, come and enjoy a visit to the beer festival while they're here. Yeah.
0: Um, tell us a little bit. I want you to share some of your passion about the food and the and the drinks that you that you have here.
1: Our theme is always. I've always loved German Austrian fair. We. Or we've we've kept it very informal, and uh, we're not we we haven't gone any sort of fine dining kind of route. It's a very informal type of thing, but it's all about big food. I think Germans have always had very hearty hearty meals, and um, we certainly carry that on yeah, So it's all about big food. Um, but tasty and and
0: unique hm mm, I certainly love love big food <laughs> it's one of my favorites
1: yes, and uh, it's quite enjoy people's expressions when when the ice prime r- meal <laughs> like put in front of them yeah, and uh people often take it as a challenge we 'll get a group of guys around sometimes we have a Uh, a Monster 2kg icebine on the go and the guys will take it as a challenge as to who can uh, who can flatten one of these
0: yeah (laughs) icebine is certainly something that people like to talk about
1: definitely definitely when I first started serving them no one had heard of them so um, it's been a long road now icebines are well known and and now it's about who can do the best. Yeah. Who can do them properly. And uh yeah, there's always a lot of pressure on my suppliers to provide me with the right thing and the right quality. And we certainly pride ourselves in in them. Yeah. Just one of many dishes of on our menu. But uh I mention the word beer to anybody and they answer me straight back and say, Oh, ice <laughs> So
0: it's
1: is something that people associate Biofussel with yeah um
0: we've we've done a few trips together can you remember going to Wartburg to visit zigi at the waltberger
1: hof i don't have a recollection of any trips with you <laughs> <laughs> no, very kindly when uh, when i informed holger that i was uh, coming to biofusil in nottingham road and i was uh, Sharing some of my dreams with him, he raised his eyebrows at me and uh, he seemed quite surprised and he said, well, we need to take you on a bit of an educational tour and he um, arranged his poor wife to do the driving and we went off to Wurtburgerhof one evening and uh, that was an honour to meet Siggy formally and uh, he gave me a whole grand tour of his place and Um, and of some very strange bottles at the bottom of his fridge (laughs) but yeah, we certainly it was a wonderful restaurant warming gift from Holger
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ziggy was one of my mentors Ziggy was um, I think Swabian, German um, and uh, trained uh, um, what is the conditomeister so and I really love going to the Hof because he taught me so much about the whole German drinking culture and enjoying food and uh, the gemütlichkeit the, I think in that beautiful uh, <coughs> that beautiful old hotel in Wartburg, it's yeah. not old but it is, it's just it's a just wonderful beautiful. wonderful location and His son, obviously, is now the owner of Ziggy's in Salt Rock and... Fantastic
1: tribute to his father.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, certainly that is... that that German welcoming... theme is is a... is a wonderful thing that you don't really get too often Mm. these days when you when you walk into a restaurant or anywhere else
0: yeah i think one of my passions is to as i said earlier is to find stuff or products that i can match with with certain outlets and i think it started or it has its roots with with ziggy at, at the ward Hof. Definitely. I mean, one of the things that he used to do, and I always teach Chris about it, is that his dad used to smuggle German schnapps in from Germany, <laughs> sometimes in shampoo bottles, <laughs> so that he wouldn't get caught at, at, the, um, <laughs> at the customs. Customs. Um, you also had an interesting tradition here with your, with your schnapps.
1: Yeah, well, we go through, we, we've been through a page where we made our own. And uh, we just keep it very mild. And uh, it's an apple base. And uh, we call it the Merry Mountain Goat. And yeah, it just adds to the fun.
0: But you have a special way of serving it. And I think you, you're probably so used to it, of what you're doing, but you actually always reinforcing the same message that you're unique, you're Austrian-German. And you doing, I mean, explain what you do with that schnapps.
1: Yeah, well, it's got a little song to it and, uh, yeah, it's served to the baby apple that floats in the in the schnapps. Yeah. And, um, yeah, people enjoy it because they haven't had one before. Yeah, and remember when, when I
0: found uh, um, I had a whole lot of friends go to Namibia for New Year's. I think they went to Swakop and they came back with this little black bottle. Ah! And this this was then a challenge for me because I couldn't get this bottle in South Africa, but I knew that it would. It belonged into the beer fossil.
1: Yeah, so you, yeah, with great enthusiasm we launched it and then we had a massive problem because we ran out and we couldn't get any more. It's very upset customers. Yeah. And, and eventually after two years we two or three years we managed to get it back again.
0: And and, and uh, we obviously now are talking about the kleine Keile, which it. is a cherry spicy cherry liqueur from Germany. And what happened is that as I said, friends of mine were in Namibia on holiday and you could buy this in Namibia, but the problem is our liquor laws mm-hmm are very strict and you can't just import this thing so we had to convince the guy in Germany um, to make a special batch with that would comply with the South African laws and it was extremely oner- onerous to get this thing into South Africa but we eventually got it um, and it's become quite a success at, at your restaurant. Eh?
1: Yeah, and no, we're very grateful that, that they went to the trouble to, to get it for us and uh still occasionally run out and do we have to try and get back up supply while the import is sitting in customs waiting to be cleared or something. Yeah. Customers are going thirsty in the meantime.
0: Now a place like this is obviously the main theme is beer. Tell us a little bit about the beer and the story of, of beer here on the estate.
1: Not just beer, but we've tried to to incorporate our wines as well and uh, offer interesting wines, do a lot of work in uh, creating a wine list. Mm. But as far as the beer goes, we have the Nottingham Road Brewery on our doorstep. Um, Everyone who comes to Nottingham Road wants to try the local produce. They want to try the local beers while they're here. So we are the official outlet in the in the Midlands for for the Nazis draft beers. So we have uh, eight of those on tap out of twelve taps altogether, and um, a whole variety of bottle beers as well. And always introducing new ones and. Just keeping it for, for interesting and different tastes.
0: keeping it fresh yesterday we had the pleasure of of enjoying a beautiful hocharden wit from from Belgium in those beautiful glasses That's and, great. and what a wonderful experience just to the whole presentation of having those glasses and, and such a unique beer in, in, in the middle
1: of presentation is everything and uh, to to be able to have. A beer of that standard on tap um, is an honour for me, and uh, I really take pride in introducing people to it and testing their reactions. Yeah. So, besides the
0: Notties beers, you have, you still carry Erdinger? Yes, we have Erdinger yeast beer on tap
1: as well. So that's also one of Erdinger's kind of flagship outlets. That's right. It was a long, hard battle to persuade them to bring it all the way out here to me. and um, two KZN actually, so which is another achievement that our customers really enjoy. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's always new beers coming on the market, so We we try them out, we run specials for a while. And I see that you've got
0: an award for your wine list. Where does that come from?
1: Yes, that came from Diners Club. We've got uh, silver awards for a couple of years running. Okay. And uh, it was just to satisfy me that beer fuzzle not all just about beer. But <laughs> well, for me, it it's always just been about well. beer. <laughs> but now, since also the advent of all the gins, um, so we have a range of about 30 different gins to offer people. Yeah. And uh, that's overtaken a lot of the wine sales. Yeah. But yeah, we're we trying to have something for everybody even if it is unique. Yeah, I remember when… Not so unique for, for the less adventurous.
0: <laughs> I remember when the gin thing started and I said to you, just put up a massive banner and say, biggest gin selection in the Midlands.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i rather, rather do that quietly and <coughs> let people discover it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it has been a wonderful visit, Holger, and thank you.
0: Yeah, it's always lovely to visit my home in, in the Midlands. It is definitely here at, uh, at BFI. So. Sean, thank you for sharing this with me. And uh, we also share our 50th birthday, which... Uh, we we now veterans of the industry, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for for all the wonderful times here at the Bear Fossil, and all the best for the next twenty years.
1: Oh, just too many more. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers! Cheers!
0: Thanks, Sean. Thank you for joining us today. It is so refreshing to find restaurants that are not part of huge chains or restaurant groups and are still able to survive for 20 years. Well done to Sean and the team at Nottingham Road. Um, please visit Sean if you're in the Midlands and ask for uh, adding a Weissbier, a Kleiner Kindler schnapps, uh, Ice and a Merry Mountain Goat just to experience the unique experience of the Midlands. Thank you for joining us. And this episode was brought to you by drinksbiz.net a unique community for business owners and entrepreneurs in the beverage industry.